Hello and welcome back to Guided Path Coaching. Uh, my name is Tony and I am kind of going to restart how we're doing this. So I just want to start by saying <laughs> I apologize. I'm going to bring someone new into the podcast and that is because I have been extremely nervous while I'm recording. I'm not a performing personality or anything like that, so um, to ease my anxiety some, I'm bringing my best friend in, and in my journey of doing all of this, she's actually been right beside me the whole time, and she is like the greatest hype man I've ever had, so along the path of doing all of this, she's also been very encouraging, and I think she's brilliant. So she can bring a lot to the conversation that we're going to be having. Um, and that's another reason I wanted it to be more of a conversation style podcast. So my best friend. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's Nicole or Nikki. Um, she's going to be joining us. And for the next episode and for however many she wants to be a part of, um, hopefully all of them. <laughs> uh, Thank you for that introduction. Hey everybody, I'm Nikki and I've just been helping Tony along this path with a guided path. <laughs> and I hope I can provide some insight to the conversation. <laughs> so I also want to apologize. I'm recording inside. Typically I record out in my garage and my dogs are playing like crazy. So if you hear quacking in the background, that's what that is. Um, so, again, jumping in. So we're going to first define, stress is defined as um, something that you've taken on that's not necessarily your own and something that feels like it's a have-to situation. So if someone's upset with you because you hung out with someone that they don't like, which unfortunately is a real thing that adults still have to deal with, mm -hmm. um, someone is upset because your actions are not playing out how they played the scenario out in their head. Like I have conversations with someone in my head all the time of if I could go back and have this argument this way, I would say this instead. So people build those scenarios up and then when you don't react the way that you did in their head, they're suddenly pissed at you. Um, and essentially just things that are not in your control, how someone perceives the situation. Um, good stress is something you're excited about, something you want to do, like starting a new job, taking on a new pro project, things that are actually within your control. Um, Sometimes I feel hot. I feel like we forget how successful we are to things that are out of our control, I'm stressing and worrying about it. Because you're in that situation and yeah. you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't want this to play out this way, so therefore you suddenly are stressed about it instead of just letting go and being mm, I like, I can't control this. It is what it, it is, sucks, and I said and what I, I said. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my suggestion on that is you have to pay attention to the activities that make you feel excited and it's something that you want to do um, instead of focusing on those I have to's because like we were just saying there's only so much you I don't remember what we were saying actually 
there's only there's only there's only so much in your control, and it's easier to say, oh, it's out of my control, but that doesn't mean you're still going to worrying about it. Mm-hmm. And so taking on those good activities that you can control, and that make you feel excited, you find it easier to truly let go of it and not stress. So first, we're gonna kind of talk about how good stress can become bad stress. Um, so good stress can always become bad stress if you experience too much of it. So if you're overstimulating yourself with, um, I think a good example is adrenaline. Like your body goes into fight or flight mode, whether it's something you wanted to do or not. Right. When you're doing like skydiving, because I mean you can't do anything when you're skydiving, but still your body's <laughs> like in that mode it's of like mode. What, do what do I do? I do? Um. So if you're experiencing that every single day, you're actually putting a lot of stress on your mental health and your physical health because right. if you're stressed and your mental health can decline and your mental health declining causes your physical health to decline. It's all a it's vicious all cycle. Um, being in tune with yourself or be in tune with yourself and acknowledge when you've had too much of it, essentially. So we're going to talk about here shortly. Sometimes you just gotta take a break. <laughs> For real. And I know like working in retail, I see these things and we forget how basic we are sometimes when it comes down to our instincts and our emotions. Like I know we've all been that person in line at Walmart or wherever you shop and this kid in front of you is just having none of it. <laughs> he is full on meltdown mode and everyone's like same. Slightly pissed off. <laughs> like, they know he's just a kid or she's just a kid, whatever. But what's happened oh, to that kid? Okay. He's been overstimulated. Yes. He is around a bunch of people he does not know. There's he wants so all the candy. And he said, and mom said no. Like, the, like the kid's just done. He's overstimulated. So what do you do? You leave. <laughs> Sometimes Bye. before or after you pay. <laughs> So you're getting yourself out of that situation. You're giving yourself that break from all of these things mm-hmm. that had you overstimulated. So there's definitely no shame in taking a break as an adult. Because whether we act like the kid and actually have the meltdown, in some form our minds are just breaking down. And this is totally not my place to say because neither one of us have children other than the dogs. And just having strictly the niece and nephew standpoint, like parents need to realize kids need breaks sometimes too. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, like your child getting overstimulated is a stressor to you, which is then overstimulating you. And then by the end of it, both you and your kid are like, I cannot do this. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, your mom's like, you've been that kid before. Your mom's taken you at a grocery store screaming before. Mm-hmm. Like that look she gives you, you know, right. you're both done for. <laughs> you're not having a good day from this point forward. <laughs> um, I like the, the story you were telling me last night, which actually kind of goes into the next one of meditation and everything. But the, like, just putting your coat over your head and listening to music when you were younger with your brothers. Uh, it's it's kind of like how kids get nap time every single day. Oh, for sure. Like, they get that break that adults don't give themselves because apparently it's frowned upon for adults to take naps. But... On some countries. Step it up. 
there's no shame in this household, but <laughs> you, you tell your boss that you're taking a nap at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that that's part of why adults are so much more stressed than kids, because they give themselves oh, that totally. break like, to, like, restart 100%. in the middle of the day. <laughs> Have you ever been having, like, a terrible meltdown and you're like, I just gotta take a nap and you wake up and so everything's yeah. so much better. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to give yourself that break sometimes. And there's no shame at all in taking that break. No. It's better for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think it really just kind of goes back to where all of this started of, like, it everything about self-growth has to be an open and honest conversation of like you have to tell yourself and be honest with yourself when you have to draw that same that line in the sand don't be proud yeah like we all need a nap (laughs) don't be proud (laughs) um but you just have to be honest with yourself and that's so big that like i I'm realizing now that this is becoming a negative impact in my life. And then what are you going to do to change it? Um, Which we're going to talk about next. (laughs) Um, And turning bad stress into good stress. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, not all forms of bad stress can become good stress. Um, But it is possible to change your perception on some of the stressors in your life. Um... It can kind of change your experience of stress also. The body's stress response reacts strongly to perceived threats. So going back to that, like, you can completely enjoy jumping out of a friggin' airplane in the sky and hurtling to your death, but your body is still having that, like, fight-or-flight mode. Yeah. You have to make a decision between joy or fear. Yes. Um... If you don't perceive something as a threat, there's generally no threat-based stress response unless you are hurtling your body out of a, an airplane. <laughs> and maybe that's just because I've never done it. Maybe you can meld yourself at some point <laughs> after 20 years of doing it to not have that response anymore. Um, I forgot where I was in my notes. I'm sorry. If you... Uh, if you perceive something as a challenge, instead, the fear you normally experience may turn into excitement and anticipation, or at least resolve itself. Um, <laughs> again, going back to the airplane method, after doing it so many times, if you know... Actually, yeah, because even thinking back to, like, summers that we've gone cliff jumping or something, like, the mm-hmm. first time every year that you hurdle yourself into the water. It's that same anxiety, but, like... Yeah, but then you do it six times, and you're, you're like, like this it's is fun! Yeah, it's good. Fine. It's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to push yourself past that, yes. past that point where your toes leave that rock. <laughs> and then it's fine. I mean, I, I feel like I have to completely come up the first time. <laughs> There's always a chance I won't make it. Yeah, there's always a danger of a new tree being under the water in the state of Arkansas. (laughs) So, you might impale yourself, you could concuss yourself. Like, please believe. A couple successful times and I'm having fun. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. Um, You can often make this shift in perception by focusing on what resources you have to meet the challenge. 
So a big theme in everything we talk about is going to be you got to map it out. Like you got to have a plan and it helps you be not stressed and more confident because then you're not sitting there thinking like, oh, fuck, what's my next move? You can be like, done, done, we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. And you can just fucking go with it. Um, I feel like I'm going to tell, be telling people to make a lot of lists because you got to focus on what your resources are. So make a list of like, this is my plan of action and what I have to see. Well, I mean, it helps visually though. Like, yeah. lists may seem like such a basic thing. Oh, to help <laughs> myself, I need to make more lists. If you have a good so memory, really, maybe you don't need to put pen to paper. Maybe. <laughs> But, Tony, though, needs to write it out. Yes, visually, like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of vision boards, but if you literally put a board up for your visual representation of your goals so you see them and it motivates you. Lists are important. Um, and then seeing potential benefits of your situation or the age-old, the pros-cons list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminding yourself of your strengths. So also in the next one, we're going to talk about um, mantras and all of that fun stuff. But reminding yourself of your strengths is like an everyday thing that you need to do. Definitely. But especially before you're taking on something that could potentially be a stressor, you need to be like, I got this shit. This is what I bring to the table. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. So... Maybe go ahead and pick out a mantra that you like now to hype your shit during the day yourself. <laughs> Not to mention, like, it all going back to confidence. Like You have to build that. You have to build that for yourself. And one of the ways you do that is, like, look at your strengths. Just like you said. Like, what am I good at? Like, I am bringing this to the table. I know I'm lacking in this, but I am so good at this. And oftentimes having confidence in the strengths you already have help you have confidence in, hey, mm-hmm. I can probably master this other thing, too. Um, and the next thing on your list to have a can-do attitude is a positive mindset (laughs) so if you again going back to the first part of this podcast if you go into this thinking like I don't want to do this then you're not going to do it anything that I go ahead and tell myself like I know I don't want to do this I'm going to get very upset about a third of the way through and quit because I'm just going to be like, I don't want to do this. I'm an adult. I don't have to do this. <laughs> but if I go into it thinking like, this is going to be awesome. Sometimes it still turns out not awesome. But I had a positive mindset the whole time, which made it way less worse. <laughs> and it's 90% more likely to get done. Yes. <laughs> um, so as, you're pre- as you practice looking at threats, as challenges more often it becomes more of an automatic response and your experience more you will experience more stress and less bad stress because you've essentially changed your mind's way of thinking about it right your mind your whole body is basically just a computer especially your brain of like you have to rewire the what you've been telling yourself and what you've been exposing yourself to for so long completely agree Um, a good example of that that I'm sure a lot of us can relate to is leaving a relationship, a long-time relationship. And um, you know it's not working. You both know it's not working, yet it's been so long. You've invested all this time in each other. Um, It's scary. 
the potential of starting over. But when you both know you're not happy um, and you get over that initial anxiety of I'm not going to be with this person anymore and you see beyond that, you see all the potential for what could come after that, it makes things a little bit easier. It's turning that bad stress, taking that bad stress and turning it to good stress. Super important for self-growth. Um, overall, it's so important to have good stress in your life and make an effort to cut out as much chronic stress as possible. Um, chronic bad stress. If you're chronically stressed in a good way, then you go with your good life. <laughs> bad chronic stress as possible. Um, you have to change your perception of stress where you can and add positive activities to promote good stress. Um, and we're just going to talk really quick about some strategies on how to do that. Um, so you just got to take a fucking break. Like we were talking about with kids, like they get that break in the middle of the day where they get to take a nap. They get to just let go of what was happening that day. Um, and it's best to keep yourself physically active because I know, with my employees, if they're taking a scheduled mental health day or even a non-scheduled one, let's be honest, um, you are probably going to sit at home on your phone watching Netflix all day because that's just how we perceive relaxing at this point. But relaxing from physical, physical stress mm -hmm. so you've worked really hard all day you're exhausted you want to sit down and one of those I'm sitting down on the couch and I'm not moving yes and that's totally fine when you're physically exhausted but for mental exhaustion it's kind of different like first of all you're physically exhausted because you do need to catch up on sleep so sometimes you're going to spend the whole day sleeping and that is totally fine. <laughs> I've had days where I've gone home from work early because I just could not anymore lay down at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and not wake up until 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. when I have to get ready for work the next morning. And that is totally acceptable. But once you are to a perpetual point of mental exhaustion, like you've got to change up what you're doing. So... Something that's still stimulating your brain, but physically you're not even exhausted. You're going to have to do something like go for a walk. And do not get me wrong, I'm not the most physical person, but even like cleaning and organizing your surroundings. Right. And that just goes back to um, paying attention to how things make you feel while you're doing them. Um, so... Visualize, if you will, <laughs> the catch-all closet. Because I know everybody's got one, whether it be a closet, a room, the junk drawer. Mm -hmm. It's the catch-all. It's where everything goes, things that are necessary, and things that are super random that you just threw in there. Um, that's a lot like our minds. Um, it can get to a point where every time you open that closet or that drawer, things are falling out. You can't find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, you're super frustrated and you just can't take it anymore. And you're like, I can't look at this anymore. Like, I have to do something about it. So you throw everything out in the middle of the cabinet or in the middle of the floor. And you just take a survey of what's in front of you. Like, what do I need? What can I do without? Why is this even in here? Um, so I feel like 
cleaning and organizing space can help you physically do that, but it can also help you mentally do that because you're following the steps that you would follow whenever you're mentally clearing your mind. And then when you're finally done, you take a step back, you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is nice. And it feels so good to yes. get to that point also. Yeah, you can, like, check it off your to-do list. like. And I think that it's that, like, feeling of accomplishment. Like, this is not on my list to do today, but I got something done. True. Um, so you reorganize, and you take a step back after it's all done, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? Or I feel so much better. I feel so much better, I can mark that off my to-do list, and in doing that physically, you've mentally prepared yourself to do that as well, to organize those thoughts and to recognize the steps you need to take to accomplish something. Very true. Um, so if physical activity isn't what you want to do with your day, it can be helpful to organize the mental noise, air quotes if you will. Um, they, you need a break from so again not being the most physical person in the world like I don't necessarily want to go for a hike on the one day that I have to like clear my mind so if what's around me is just kind of askew I don't have to think about all of everything else that's happening in my life I can just take a solid depending on where you are in your life, 20 minutes or an hour to organize, or even six maybe, who knows, <laughs> uh, to organize like what's happening around you and you're getting that break from, um, you're getting that break from the chaos that's going on inside of your head. Like I know with my desk at work, if it's a mess and I just get to that point of like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do today. Like I cannot deal with anything that's happening. I just take a mental break, organize everything on my desk and it gives me a clean slate. And that feels amazing. <laughs> For sure. I wish also I coming back to like your desk, like once you've done that, you feel like you have the confidence again, coming back to yep. confidence. Um, the confidence to take on what is next and you don't feel as overwhelmed anymore because you have accomplished something and you know you can do it. Yep. Um, so just to kind of tie it all back together, the basic steps are you're going to sit down, make a couple lists on what you want to focus on, what the pros and cons of it are. And again, can be mental lists if that's how you roll with your life. Not personally how I can do it. Um, but then to add on to that list of things, create a list of things that drain your energy and plan out a way for it to take less of your energy. So, dear God, I hope my mother never listens to this. <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah, sorry in advance. It takes so much of my energy to go to my parents' house. And I have to... Actually, I feel like you and I have talked about, like, the ways that I'm making that less stressful for myself. For sure. Um, 
I don't remember exactly when we talked about it or what we said, but... It's not been I, any one time. Yeah. But I have had to figure out a way... There's so much family history there that there's not even time to go into it, but my older brother lives with my parents, and there's a lot of things that I've personally had to work on of myself to figure out, like, how am I not going to let this make me leave their house in a bad mood. How am I going to react to this? Yes. And the first thing was, was like to stop having to come up with how am I going to react to something that hasn't even happened yet? Not building up those scenarios in my head and like going ahead and planning out my argument. If one is to start. You're already starting yourself off in that like yes. defensive stage. Yes. Like you're ready for someone to come at you and no one may come at you. It's all about where your head is. So just going over there with, like, zero expectations of how things are going to play out. I love my parents. I love my brother. I'm just going to go see them. And <laughs> come what may, I'm going to control what I can. And that's it. Um, another thing, go ahead and make a list of mapping out your priorities. Like, in any situation, in any endeavor you take on, you got to have that plan of like, this is where I'm starting, this is where I'm ending, and figure out the pieces in between because that helps you know where you are. It helps you anticipate what's happening so that you can hype yourself to have a good mindset. And then also you can go ahead and plan for what resources you need to get there. Um, Don't be afraid to add steps in the middle either. Yeah. Because plans do not always work out. No. Life happens. But you already anticipated, like, from this step, I'm going to go here. So you at least know what direction to make those plans in. For sure. So, I know the series is called Confidence, and we've barely talked about it. We've touched on it here and there throughout this episode. But it's all about mindset and what you tell yourself each day is that's how confidence is affected that's how stress is affected so I feel like they really just tie right into each other and you have more confidence in your life when you tend you have more control in your life when you tend to be more self-confident so when you have control then you can kind of tell yourself is this a good stress or a bad stress and um, if you have high stress and anxiety, you typically are going to beat yourself down mentally and then you don't have energy <laughs> because being mentally exhausted is just as bad as being physically exhausted. I feel like when it's been a really bad day, it's hard to pull yourself out of that and then you're going to come home. You're not physically exhausted, so your mind is going to race while you just lay there because you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. And if you're mentally exhausted or physically exhausted, you just want to lay down. <laughs> At least I do. <laughs> just, I just need it. I'm just yeah. going to lay here. I just need a second. And while I'm laying there, I'm just constantly replaying all the crap that happened throughout the day. And then I start beating myself down because then I'm like, fuck, I could have done this this way. I could have done this this way. I didn't do this today. Yeah. I laid on this again. So that is just feeding yourself negativity. So therefore your self-conscious or your 
self-esteem is beaten down because it's listening to that negativity. And if you don't have the mental energy to focus on self-growth, then of course your self-confidence is going to suffer also. So that's our take on good and bad stress. Um, I don't know where else to go from there except for you always have to be working on yourself. You have to always be making that choice making, every day. You have to make that choice every day. You have to be honest with yourself about what is and isn't working in your life. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming over and recording with me to Nikki because you are the best. Anything that I have needed in the past eight years that we have been friends, which, by the way, eight fucking years. Um, but also having Nikki on the show is because she is like my greatest hype man. And I just want to cover like why that's so important. Like there's so many people before I met you, like I've had best friends before, but I've never had a best friend like you to wear, um, especially in my early twenties, it was like <laughs> best friends that you see at parties or oh, at yeah. the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't see each other outside of that, and people are like, oh, let's go get lunch, and that never happens. Whereas, I mean, we'll go weeks at a time without seeing each other, but that's because of life. It's never because, like, oh, I only see you when I'm going out to do something fun. Like, you will come over to my house and just, we'll hang out on my couch, (laughs) talk things over, or work things out, and it's so important to have a friend like that because oftentimes we're our worst enemies <laughs> yes and I our, we have another best friend whose name is Kayla and her birthday is coming up <laughs> so we were talking about that last night because we're going out of town and uh, I feel like we hyped her so hard and that's because we love her and like legitimately mm-hmm. mean the things that we were saying mm-hmm. but Um, she was like, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, you are the biggest of deals because Mm -hmm. you always need that person that's going to hype you. Whether Um, you believe it yourself or not, you have to see yourself like a sponge. (laughs) Whatever you surround yourself with, that's what you're soaking up. So if it's that person that's like, you the best, it's obviously going to make you feel good. It's always going to boost your (laughs) self-confidence just a little bit, even when you don't want to let it. You don't want to listen to those positive things that people have to say about you. Absolutely. But if you have those like fair weather friends that you just see each other when things are good. Yeah. Um, because I've had friends that tell you like, um, through all of the bullshit that I've been through in my life, which at some point I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I've had people tell me like, if you need anything at all, call me. And most of the time you don't feel like you can. And the one time that you do that friend is like, I can't. Oh, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like, well, you said if I need anything, like, you have to have those friends that mean it. Oh, for sure. And there are so few people that do, and it took me until eight years ago to find you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, I just, 
want people to understand that like it it's really hard once you're an adult to meet people and we just met by happenstance and that's another thing that I'm sure will get covered at some point but it, uh in a normal situation had it not been you I don't think I would have been friends with the person that everything happened with um but you were meant to be in my life so it happened the way it did and that has been so important to me growing as a person because I have had someone that like hurts me so hard and I keep saying that but legitimately you are my number one hype man yes my husband does it great sometimes but (laughs) 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 um I don't know like I don't know where my confidence would be I don't know where I would be without having that in my life like this is not the first thing that I've been gung-ho about like I'm gonna fucking do this and at a certain point like most people be like okay you're gonna do a thing cool I'd be like oh I'm so excited for you (laughs) every time I come to you and I'm like I'm gonna do this you're like let's do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that book that I started and never finished (laughs) I edited every page you ever wrote that you showed me anyway I know uh but like if you don't have someone like that in your life, whether it's a friend or sitting with other sibling or a family member of some sort, like you're going to suffer substantially. And sometimes to meet those people, you have to be that for yourself first. And that's so hard for a lot of people. Unfortunately, it's hard for me still. That's why I'm so lucky to have you. (laughs) (laughs) You have to hype, whether it's yourself or someone else, like always try for sure. Like if, there are some days where, like, you know, I may be having a rough day, but everyone everyone's having a rough day for the most part. Like, yeah. So if I can't hype myself, I'm going to hype somebody else. Yeah. And even in just hyping somebody else up for one of the smallest things, I, Makes I work retail, so I, and I'm over the front end of uh, the cash registers. So, like, the cashiers are constantly making mistakes because we're all humans but whenever they do do something right I always make sure I hype them for it because hey thank you for being proactive and taking those returns like the fucking NFL like you dropped the ball but you got the next one baby yes (laughs) Yes. you got this (laughs) and even in doing that like it puts a smile on their face and smiles are contagious so it puts a smile on my face and we can just keep going like it can only get better from there yeah man so, sorry for that rant, but like I said, we're, we are going to wrap it up, and I appreciate you guys listening so much. I also want to apologize, because I did say like a week ago that this was going to be a daily thing, and then I got the flu, <laughs> and so unfortunate. my husband and I were both dying, and I would have just coughed through the whole thing, so it would have been awful. Um But the next one we're going to cover is what's your mantra and why mantras are important um, and how that can help build confidence. Uh, So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. It has been real. 